I know it's not Monday, but here at The Inner Life, we're kicking off our 2024 with a pun anyway. Over the holiday break, I started reading a book about anti-gravity. Man, it's impossible to put down. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life, the show dedicated to spiritual direction. I'm your host, Patrick Conley, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you, friends. I hope your celebrations and festivities have been going and continue to go well, all the way up to the baptism of the Lord. And hey, if you're so inclined, all the way up to the presentation as well. The great gift of Jesus to the world is worthy of celebrating so much more than just a day, isn't it? Well, as we get rolling into 2024, if you're like many people, you have some goals or perhaps resolutions that you have made for this year. I know many people who set a goal of how many books they want to read over the course of the year to come, and that's not a bad idea. Sadly, though, I don't know if I have ever made good on a reading resolution. Have you? I don't know what it is, but somehow I let the busyness of life crowd out reading time. And this would be one thing if it were just reading some mind candy mysteries or action and adventure novels. But unfortunately, I regularly fall behind on my spiritual reading goals as well. And that means that my lack of discipline takes a toll on my spiritual development, which is not good for me or, quite frankly, for those around me. I'm just trying to be honest about this. We Christians, we follow he who is the word. And as such, we have a long history of honoring the transformative power of words. From the scriptures themselves, to the letters and writings of the fathers, to monks in their cells carefully copying out the scriptures. From the profound theological tomes of the scholastics, to the impassioned poetry of the mystics. From the personal diaries and journals of the saints, to the homilies of great preachers. In these ways, and in so many more, we look to words to lead us more deeply into the Word. Well, today on the program, we're talking about spiritual reading. We'll explore why it's important and share some approaches to making good on your spiritual reading goals. We'll even take your suggestions on what to read. Guiding us in our discussion today is our spiritual director, Father James Kabicki. Father Kabicki is a spiritual director at St. Francis de Sales Seminary in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, and he gives retreats and missions around the country. And of course, his prayer reflections can be heard throughout the day right here on Relevant Radio. Father Kubicki, welcome back, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Thank you, Patrick, and Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to all our listeners. I hope this second day of the year is, is going to be a very blessed day for all of us as we talk about spiritual reading. Yeah. Spiritual reading, something that uh, is near and dear to my heart. I, I love it when I make time for it. But as I was saying, it's it's not always something that I make good on in terms of, you know, keeping it, keeping up with it. So let's start out with why it's a good idea. Why is it a good idea, Father, for making reading goals, uh, specifically spiritual reading goals for the new year? Well, you know, Patrick, one of the things I like to say is that I, I really include spiritual reading in uh, a person's prayer life. I, I think that so often when we think of praying 
and having a spiritual life, we think of uh, reciting prayers, which which are beautiful, vocal prayer. St. Teresa of Avila said uh, that we're never too advanced in the spiritual life to not use vocal prayers like the rosary. Or uh, I think the first prayers we learned growing up were to kneel by our bedside at night and to ask God's blessings upon our family and such. But um, I think it was St. Augustine who said, when we pray like that, what we're doing is talking to God. And he said, but when we read, we are listening to God. Mm-hmm. And certainly the the best way is through the scriptures, the, uh, the word of God, um, God's revelation to us through the Holy Scriptures. But I think any kind of spiritual reading that inspires us in our spiritual lives, that helps us to uh, grow closer to the Lord, that increases our devotion, any kind of spiritual reading like that, I think I would consider prayer. And the reason I say that is because uh, coming out of my own Jesuit tradition, the founder of the Jesuits, St. Ignatius Loyola, had a profound conversion experience through spiritual reading. He was laid up from a war wound and in his family castle, and he was bored. And, you know, there wasn't television. This is in the 1500s. And um, the only books they had, you know, the printing press had just recently been invented. And so the only books they had were uh, a a book by a Carthusian by the name of Ludolf of Saxony, and it was The Life of Christ. And then it was The uh, Lives of the Saints. And he started reading both of these, but in particular, The Lives of the Saints inspired him to want to become a saint himself. And so clearly the Holy Spirit was speaking to St. Ignatius through the spiritual reading that he did, these short biographies of the saints. And that's why I like to say that a good spiritual life especially if we're struggling in prayer. We don't know how to pray. We're wondering, how can I grow in my prayer? What what can I do during Eucharistic adoration? Um, if we're struggling in those ways, I think having a good spiritual book next to us and delving into it, not with the idea of we're going to speed read it, but where we read it slowly and thoughtfully and pause and reflect on what we've been reading, that I consider to be prayer. Okay, well, that's that's a great introduction to the whole concept of spiritual reading and some of the great fruit that is to be born there. And I hadn't, I have to admit, Father, I hadn't considered about uh, Saint Ignatius' conversion coming through reading and why why that makes it so much more appropriate that we have a Jesuit leading us today in our thoughts. Father James Kavicki <laughs> is is our spiritual director today. We're talking about spiritual reading for the new year. Uh, do you have do you have spiritual goals, spiritual reading goals for the new year? And would you like to share those with us and uh, maybe give us some ideas about how you intend to stick with them? Or if you have some suggestions on your favorite spiritual books, give us a call and join the conversation on our toll-free studio line, which is 888-914-9149. That's sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters, 888-914-9149. Or you can also send us an email. Our email address is innerlife at relevantradio.com. Well, Father, as we're talking about spiritual reading and uh, it being that that form of prayer that you were just talking about, now that that kind of, you know, obviously spiritual reading in and of itself limits the selections of books. I'm not going to pick up a John Grisham novel and take it into adoration with me and count it as spiritual mm-hmm. reading. So um, what makes for a good, like a book to be considered good spiritual reading? What makes, what what should we be looking for? 
Well, and, you know, um, I'm sure one could go on the Internet and look up, you know, Catholic book list or Catholic classics. And, th- and there are lots of suggestions there. But I think w- what's good is is to hear from other people what their uh, experience has been. Who are some of the authors that they have found to be most helpful to them in in their spiritual lives. And then as as we uh, encounter those authors and we read what they've written, um, it it may lead us to other authors. Uh, But ultimately, you know, you can't go wrong with uh, spiritual classics like The Imitation of Christ. Uh, Just every day uh, you can turn to The Imitation of Christ. St. Ignatius Loyola used that throughout his uh, entire life after his conversion. And there's short little chapters um, that, again, um, are just enough that I think one can digest them in a short time. One of the things I recommend, Patrick, is is to approach spiritual reading not so much as, okay, I've got this reading list and now I have to get through it, because that's where we can tend to get bogged down or uh, right. discouraged uh, yep. because we're not making as fast a progress as we would like. But to look on it rather as I'm going to take a little bit and digest it a little at a time um, and where it increases my own um, devotion. I, I use the word devotion because uh, one of the great spiritual authors and a Catholic classic is uh, St. Francis of DeSales, his uh, introduction to the devout life. Um, in, in taking a book like that, his his viewpoint, and I think this is also something that we see in St. Ignatius, was you know, whatever increases our love for God, and that's where he uses the word devotion. You know, whatever touches our affections, whatever inspires us, so that it's not so much a matter of gaining lots of intellectual, abstract, theological knowledge, as much as it is warming our affections and uh, increasing our desire to know God more, to follow Christ more closely in our lives, to follow the example of the saints. And so it's more a matter of the heart than, I would say, of the head. Mm. That's a good point, Father. And uh, along those lines, too, I mean, I'm just one of the one of the things that might fall on either side of the fence for me, just as an example, is uh, maybe some magisterial documents. So encyclical letters, uh, Vatican II, you know, um, divine constitutions and things like that. Is that something that you would consider spiritual reading, or is that just more of uh, maybe just expounding upon um, some of the teachings of the Church in different ways? No, in fact, that was one of the suggestions I was going to make uh, for our listeners is— um, to you know, turn to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and and I would recommend not starting from the beginning, but uh, jumping into the section about prayer. Um, there's uh, some wonderful quotes there about prayer, and, uh, and so the Catechism of the Catholic Church, again taken in in um, little doses, and uh, Father Michael Schmidt from. Uh, the Duluth Diocese in Minnesota. Uh, He did the Bible in a year. Now he's doing a podcast on uh, going through the catechism. Uh, Something like that certainly uh, can uh, feed our knowledge of the faith, but also 
increase our our devotion. So I I do think things uh, like that, uh, certain theological uh, treatises, um, the Confessions of Saint uh, Augustine. Some people have found that very helpful. Again, I I think it's not a matter of well, you have to uh, find uh, everything that another person has, has said uh, to be helpful. Um, but to find our own way. And that's where it's good, you know, that we've invited our listeners to uh, suggest to us, you know, some of their favorite authors or uh, different books that they have found helpful. Um, Because if if one person has found it helpful, it might be helpful to us as well. Mm. You've heard it. So, yeah, give us a call and start your suggestions rolling here on The Inner Life today as we're talking about spiritual reading. What are some of your favorite spiritual books? What books have really borne fruit in your own spiritual life? We'd love to hear from you. Maybe amass a list here of some great reading suggestions for 2024. Give us a call at 888-914-9149. Our studio line is 888-914-9149. Our email address is relevantradio.com with some of your favorite spiritual books that have really helped you grow and that you would like to share with others. Well, Father, um, how about uh, in terms of the lives of the saints? I, it seems to me like that that could be an inspiring way to go. I mean, you talked about St. Augustine's Confessions. I mean, obviously, that's a, a snapshot out of his life as well. And uh, and since uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola was reading the lives of the saints that spawned his conversion and his deep dedication to living out a life that was modeled after some of these great saints as well. Um, any suggestions on where to start there if we want to delve further and more deeply into some of the lives of the saints? Well, I think, you know, one of the things I find very helpful just in my own spiritual life, um, I use uh, the Magnificat magazine, and oh, yeah. I also use uh, another magazine that comes out of um, St. John's Abbey in Collegeville, uh, and and the name of, of, of that one is Give Us This Day. And both of them have one-page uh, reflections on saints or heroic individuals uh, who have demonstrated how the the faith has been uh, is it can be lived out in our daily lives, and so I think just using uh, a a one page reflection like that uh, can be very helpful. Um, if if someone you know wants to um, go more into uh, let's say an entire biography. Uh, many people have found Saint Teresa of uh, Saint Therese of Lisieux, uh, story of a soul, which you know she died in the uh, in 1897, and um, basically unknown in her convent in uh, the Carmelite convent in France. Her f- uh, fellow sisters said. Well, I don't know what we're going to say about Sister Therese. She really didn't do anything. And so they had to write a biography that they would send out to the other uh, convents uh, so that people would know who they were praying for when they prayed for her soul. But um, she had been asked uh, by her mother superior, who happened to be her own uh, sibling, a blood sister, uh, to write down her uh, memories of growing up and such, and this became the story of a soul, which, uh, once it got published and into the the public's hands, led to her um, being recognized uh, by I forget the Pope now, but he I think it was Pope um, Pius XI said that she was the greatest saint uh, of the the of the 19th uh, uh, century, wow. and um, and so. Um, 
you know, to start with a, a full biography like A Story of a Soul, um, one that I recommend to a lot of people, uh, he's a servant of God, so he's not been beatified yet, but the cause for his beatification has been opened up. And he's a Jesuit priest, Father Walter Chiswick, who uh, wrote a wonderful reflection on his life as he survived the Soviet gulag and uh, uh, and it's called He Leadeth Me. And it, especially if we're struggling, wondering how can we find God in our daily lives, he has a wonderful reflection on God's providential care, how faith got him through that uh, terrible experience of, of being tortured in Lubyanka prison in Moscow and then being exiled into the Gulag before he was finally released in the early 1960s to return uh, back home to the United States. Um, this summer, I read a little biography about Blessed uh, Carlo Acutis, mm -hmm. um, the first millennial saint. So he's the first uh, saint who was born uh, one of, of the millennial generation. And um, so there's lots and lots of great biographies out there, and especially of um, people who live during our own time. So I would uh, ask people just to go online and, and to uh, put, you know, Catholic biographies or contemporary Catholic biographies, and you can find any number of suggestions that way. Yeah, wonderful. Well, we've been asking for your spiritual reading suggestions, and they have started to come in. So let's take a phone call before we take our break. Bonita is calling in from Berkeley, California. Bonita, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling in. What do you have for us? Oh, I like uh, in Every Day with St. Francis de Sales. It's a book published by the Salesian uh, Missions, and it has a little quote from St. Francis de Sales to go with Every Day of the Year. And it was translated from uh, Italian into English. It used to be called Buongiorno back before. And then the second one I've been intending to do is to go back and do the um, St. Louis de Montfort consecration, which is quite long and detailed, which I love. But um, And there's one more that's been challenging me, which I haven't done, and that's Blessed Columbia Marmion. Oh, yes. He has a number of books on uh, Christ, uh, the Bridegroom of the Soul, I think, is one of his books. And uh, and uh, I have read a little bit of him, but he's always been on my, uh, let's say, to-do list of, of wanting to read more of him. So uh, those are great suggestions. I think uh, so many people have found St. Francis de Sales helpful. Um, I'm with you, though, Benita. I, I used the St. Louis de Montfort uh uh, consecration uh, leading up to um, my consecration to our Blessed Mother back in the year 2003. And it does include some of uh, St. Louis de Montfort's writings uh, about true devotion to Mary. And um, so anything like that, you're, those are great suggestions. I really appreciate that, Benita. Benita, thanks for the call and the suggestions. We are taking your suggestions for spiritual reading that we can add to our reading list for 2024. Again, with our spiritual director who is guiding our conversation today, Father James Kubicki, spiritual director at St. Francis de Sales Seminary in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. So if you have suggestions of books that we can add to our list and how to stick with your reading list, give us a call at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149, or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Much more of the show coming up right after the short break. Stay with us.
thanks to our sponsor, the University of Dallas, the Catholic University for Independent Thinkers. UD's rigorous liberal arts education forms the mind and nourishes the soul to produce graduates who renew our culture. Find out more and access a free guide on choosing a college at relevantradio.com slash udallas. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio on RelevantRadio.com and the Relevant Radio app. Today we're talking about spiritual reading for the new year. And hey, while you're making your plans for 2024, I hope you've incorporated a once-in-a-lifetime celebration, July 17th through 21st in Indianapolis. It's the National Eucharistic Congress. I'm hoping that you can join myself and all of the Relevant Radio team there. So we're broadcasting live from the event and uh, we have some great travel packages put together to, uh, for us from Nativity Pilgrimage. Check them out at relevantradio.com slash encounter. That's relevantradio.com slash encounter. Let's all show up for Jesus. Yeah, where Father James Kabicki is leading us through a uh, great selection so far of recommendations of what we can be reading to further develop our spiritual lives, our lives, our relationship with the Lord this uh, this year, this coming year that is set out in front of us here. Great chance to grow in our relationship with the Lord. Father, let's go back to the phones. Dylan is calling in from Wisconsin. Dylan, welcome to the show. Hi. Um, so my question was... Um, I was wondering if uh, narrative fiction stories uh, would be something that you could consider spiritual story, uh, spiritual uh, writing, as well as um, as well as anything that might be non-Catholic. Uh, for example, uh, mere Christianity would be, I think, a good one. But something maybe that mm-hmm. isn't even uh, Christian-based, but perhaps uh, a different religion, but speaks of morals. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dylan, that's a great, great question. Um, And uh, I would say, you know, just as the, uh, let's say, sacred reading, uh, Lexio Divina, um, you could say that the greatest book that we have for spiritual reading is, of course, the Bible. But then we have the lives of the saints and other spiritual readings. And so your question, what about fiction? What about novels? And um, I would say, you know, they can fit in there, but uh, just as Patrick said earlier, you wouldn't uh, look at it as a, a, a Grisham novel, a, you know, a crime novel necessarily. Um, but there are spiritual authors that I find to be very uplifting uh, and, and novelists. And I would mention, for example, Michael O'Brien and a number of his books. In fact, I just recently uh, read a novel called of his called By the Rivers of Babylon. And basically, he fictionalizes what it was like for the prophet Ezekiel to go into exile and what it was like for him to be in exile. And um, it, it's, I, you know, it whetted my thirst to know more about Jewish history and the history of Israel and, and what it was like um, uh, for the Jewish people. I had read a book about the uh, Jewish roots of the Eucharist, and and that was very helpful. So, um, yes, I think novels, and and they don't necessarily have to be uh, Catholic authors. So when I was a Jesuit novice uh, way back in the early 1970s, our novice master uh, gave us C.S. Lewis, 
and I'll always remember reading the Narnia tales. Uh, but even before that, when I was a high school student, I had come across C.S. Lewis's science fiction space trilogy. And um, mm. while it, 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 there are uh, explicit Christian uh, uh, aspects to it, but it is science fiction. And and yet I found myself as a high school student being very moved by some of the scenes that were painted and the battle between good and evil. And so again, some people would turn uh, to uh, a Catholic novelist by the, the name of uh, J.R.R. Tolkien and his fantasy literature, uh, The Lord of the Rings. Uh, they're not, again, explicitly Christian, but there are Christian elements, and the whole story of the battle between good and evil can inspire people. So I, I would say um, I, I wouldn't read it in quite the same way as we're talking about spiritual reading, where you might read a passage and then reflect on it. Um, reading Catholic fiction or Christian fiction might be more uh, like reading something uh, straight through, you know, rather than pausing as as we uh, read it. But I, I think those are great ideas. Uh, Dylan, did you have a particular author or uh, book in mind? I have a few. Unfortunately, I can't ever remember author names. Um, my favorite, uh -huh. though, is a book named Theophilus which is actually a book about uh, Luke, Luke's uncle, um, who, while Luke is writing the story uh, um, about Jesus. And then another one yes. he called The Eighth Arrow, which is actually a mixture of Dante's Inferno uh, and uh, also the Iliad and the Odyssey. So it involves Greek mythology in it as well. And that one's written by a Catholic priest, but unfortunately I cannot remember his name. Mm -hmm. No, that, that's that's quite all right. I I remember reading that uh, uh, the book Theophilus, and uh, I'm I'm just looking up now to see. I think it was written. I was by Michael O'Brien. I think Michael O'Brien uh, wrote that. So he's he's one of the great Catholic novelists of our times. And and as I said, and as you said, Theophilus tells the story of Saint Luke. And uh, so you know they they have uh, fictionalized. Uh, versions, let's say, as they try to imagine the saints. And I, I would say, you know, this comes out of uh, St. Ignatius when he talks about using our imagination in prayer. Well, that's basically what Catholic authors who write fiction would be doing, especially when they're imagining um, the lives of the saints and such. Um, another author who's a Presbyterian uh, that I found very helpful is a man by the name of Frederick Buechner. It, it looks like it's spelled Buechner, B-U-E-C-H-N-E-R, but Buechner is the way he pronounced it. And he wrote a couple novels. Uh, one of them was about St. Brendan, uh, the Irish navigator, and another was about St. Godric. And so, you know, that kind of fiction where people imagine uh, what it was like for the saints um, can be, again, very helpful in our spiritual lives. Hmm. Dylan, thank you so much for the call, and great question and great response, too, from you, Father. Father James Kubicki is our spiritual director. We're talking about spiritual reading, taking your suggestions and questions about how to develop a good spiritual reading list and what should go on it. So if you have favorite spiritual books, give us a call at 888-914-9149. Let's stick with phone calls. we got Margaret calling in from Fort Myers, Florida. Good afternoon to you, Margaret. 
Margaret. Happy New Year, and welcome to the program. Hi, Happy New Year to you. Um, I would recommend The Fulfillment of All Desire by Ralph Martin, who teaches at Sacred Heart Major Seminary in Detroit. And he really touches a lot on all the different Carmelite um, spirituality, um, St. Teresa of Avila, St. Therese, and um, St. John of the Cross, um, St. Catherine of Siena, and just pulls from that rich, um, their, their stories and drawing you deeper into that meditative life and prayer life. So um, that would be one of the books that I would recommend. Oh, thank you, Margaret. And uh, you found it uh, very readable. Uh, it wasn't like um, too intense or too, uh, you, could, no. you understood it pretty well because, okay. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I, I know I I've heard it's been used in, in different classes and seminaries and such. And um, But uh, so it's a, a good way of summarizing and introducing people to these great spiritual authors and saints. Yes, and um, I found that it, um, it, I had tried reading some of the, these um, uh, Carmelite spirituality um, uh, mm -hmm. authors on my own, and I couldn't get into it. It was just so far over my head. Mm -hmm. But he did just a really yeah. nice job of I guess dumbing it down <laughs> and and that <laughs> so so it was helpful for me and I would just second um, a Theophilus um, by Michael O'Brien which I'm just about finished reading and I haven't read a novel in a long time and this book has just had me glued to it and um, reading it during Advent especially has been helpful so that's, yes that's my well thank you Margaret and. And I, I think you know what's what's good is there is now uh, there's a plethora. There are lots of great Catholic authors out there writing fiction, and so I'd I'd really recommend to our listeners. You know, I I, I would consider it you know mm, not quite spiritual reading, but if you're going to read a fiction, I would say why not go delve into some of these great. Um, Catholic uh, fiction writers like Michael O'Brien mm -hmm. and and right. uh, and others, and in that way, you know, you're entertained and uh, and uh, but also inspired. So, thanks very yeah. much for those suggestions, Margaret. You're welcome. Yes, Margaret. God bless. Yeah, thank you, Margaret. Thank you for calling in, and thank you for your suggestions. We are taking your suggestions for spiritual reading this this year, this 2024, that is just starting out for us. Give us a call at 888-914-9149. Let's go now to Jerry calling in from Chino Hills, California. Good morning, Jerry. Thanks for calling in. What have you got for us? Yeah, hi. I, I found a book that's really helpful for me is uh, uh, during uh, Eucharistic Adoration, but it, you can read it anytime. It's called The Manual of Eucharistic Adoration by the poor Clares. Hmm. And um, it has some really good spiritual uh, prayers in there. And it has quotes from saints, even has a quote from uh, J.R. Tolkien in there about the Eucharist. Uh, the other book I uh -huh. found really helpful with the uh, conflicts in life every day, it's called searching for and maintaining peace by uh, Jack Felipe. Mm -hmm. And it's, mm -hmm. it's a small book, but it's really helpful on, you know, the, uh, uh, troubles you might have with yourself and sin and, and maybe with uh, troubled people. 
people <laughs> cause your anxiety in life. And I found it really, really helpful in, in dealing with those types of situations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Jerry, thank you. I'm not familiar with that first uh, book, The Manual of Eucharistic Adoration, but uh, I am very familiar, and I'm so glad you brought up uh, Jacques Philippe, uh, a French author, and uh, Searching for and Maintaining Peace. Um, that is a great small book, but any of his books, I, when I was preparing for our uh, conversation here, I was writing down different books that I have found helpful, and Jacques Philippe is one of those um, authors, one of those writers that uh, uh, everything that I've read of his has been very helpful. Uh, he has another book called Interior Freedom, which is, is very good if, if people are struggling with uh, scrupulosity or a very sensitive conscience or, or getting very, um, let's say, anxious about uh, whether they are pleasing God. Interior Freedom is is a great book about trusting God and and having that freedom to trust God and and not to worry as much. Um, he has some great books introducing people to prayer. One of them is called Thirsting for Prayer. Another is called Time for God. But as as you uh, said, Jerry, his book Searching for and Maintaining Peace, I would say, is a modern day classic about um, dealing with the frustrations and anxieties and conflicts that come our way. Thank you. Yeah, Jerry, thank you for that. And I've got to say, Father, uh, in the School of the Holy Spirit is on my my uh, table right next to my prayer chair as well. So that one is is another of Father Jacques Philippe's works that his, I'm, I'm wading through. And that's one of those, just to go back to an earlier point that you made, Father, certainly anything that I've ever read by Father Jacques Philippe has been one of those that, yeah, it's advisable to take in small chunks, right? Not not reading uh, page after page after page, but take a take a page or two or th- maybe three, and then just let them kind of simmer and, and within. Mm-hmm. Right, and he's perfect for that because his books yeah. are small, and his chapters or little sections are are small too. So uh, they they really um, lend themselves to uh, reading reflectively and allowing the Lord to speak to us through what what we're reading. So um, mm-hmm. I he's one of my favorite authors. Yeah, very good. Taking your readings, spiritual reading suggestions today here on The Inner Life with our spiritual director, Father James Kubicki. Give us a call at 888-914-9149 with your spiritual reading suggestions for 2024. 888-914-9149. Let's go now to Sharon calling in from Austin, Texas. Sharon, good morning. Welcome. Thanks for calling. Okay. Uh, my suggestion is uh, to start out, maybe uh, you can read some of the fantastic Catholic poets uh, like uh, Francis Thompson, Hound of Heaven, and that leads you right back to the Bible, or uh, St. Pope John Paul II, or Thomas Aquinas. You can go online and put it in Catholic poets, and you'll come up with a whole bunch, and something always leads you back to the Bible. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. And of course, the Psalms are fantastic poems, too. Mm-hmm. Well, Hello? that's a great. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Sharon, because often we we think of uh, spiritual reading mostly in terms of of uh, longer works or or uh, novels and and but to bring up poetry um, 
Uh, that is a great suggestion because, again, poetry is something you don't just uh, speed read, but you, you read it in a reflective way. Um, I have to put in a, um, a shout out to the um, Jesuit mm. poet, uh, Gerard Manley Hopkins. <laughs> uh, a number of his poems are are challenging, uh, but they, they're also quite beautiful, and especially if you have a little commentary, as there are uh, commentaries out there now. Um, so poetry is is a great way of also including some spiritual reading uh, in our daily lives. Thank you, Sharon. Yes, indeed. The world is flashing with the uh, grandeur of God, something like that. Yeah, Gerard Manny Hopkins, I knew in interviewing or having a Jesuit on to lead us in, and we talked to start talking about Catholic poetry. We've got to get Hopkins in there. Great poet, and yes, it, it takes about, I don't know, 25 to 30 times through a Gerard Manny Hopkins poem before I even start to get a glimpse of what it's about, but it's well worth it. So thank you. Thank you so much, Sharon, for the suggestion of Catholic poetry being added to our 2024 reading list. If you have suggestions about spiritual reading and what we should add to our list for 2024, give us a call at 888-914-9149. We'll be back with more of The Inner Life right after this. Thanks to our sponsor, the University of Dallas, the Catholic University for Independent Thinkers. UD's rigorous liberal arts education forms the mind and nourishes the soul to produce graduates who renew our culture. Find out more and access a free guide on choosing a college at relevantradio.com slash udallas. Welcome back to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Join the conversation at 888-914-9149. This is indeed the inner life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Nick Sentovich, our producer, and Thomas Engeser taking your phone calls. And I hope one of the resolutions that you're making for 2024 is to increase your devotion to our Lord present to us in the Blessed Sacrament, in the Holy Eucharist. And if he needs a little help along that way, though, then check out Father Rocky's Eucharistic Encounter videos, which can be found at relevantradio.com slash encounter, all aimed at helping us to increase our devotion to our Lord through, again, present to us through the Blessed Sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. And these are just little stories that tell us about how how people have encountered Jesus present to them in the Eucharist, relevantradio.com slash encounter. Today we're talking about spiritual reading for 2024. What are some of the titles that are made your list? And uh, yeah, can you share them with us? We'd love to know what the, those titles, what those authors are, and how they can help you grow in Christ. Our spiritual director today is Father James Kubicki, spiritual director at St. Francis de Sales Seminary in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, a retreat giver and mission giver around the country. And of course, we hear him regularly every day right here on Relevant Radio as well. Uh, let's go now to Father Paul calling in from Salt Lake City, Utah. Good morning, Father Paul. Welcome. Good morning. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I'm I'm an Orthodox Christian priest. This is probably my favorite topic. I love to read, so I had to whittle my list down from about 32. Uh, I'll give you my top three, three, three books that <laughs> were kind good. of life-changing for me. Uh, the first one is The Way of a Pilgrim, and The Pilgrim Continues His Way. It's uh, by an anonymous Russian pilgrim. And it's about the uh, the Jesus prayer, the practice of the Jesus prayer. It's absolutely life changing. the uh, The second one is called Father Arseni, priest, prisoner, and spiritual father, and it's about a uh, a priest who was in the uh, the Russian gulags and uh, just an incredible life of this man. 
And the third one, I think Pope Francis was once pictured reading this. It's called St. Siloan the Athenite, S-I-L-O-U-A-N. I will tell you it's long. <laughs> the, uh, the first part is, is a little bit difficult, but push through. If, uh, if someone told me that besides the scriptures, I could only read one book for the rest of my life, it would be St. Siloan the Athenite. It's absolutely wow. life-changing book. Wow. Well, Father Paul, thank you very much for calling in and for those suggestions, because I I think it's so important for all of us, as St. John Paul II encouraged uh, Christians, that we learn to breathe with both lungs of the Church. And uh, most people are familiar with the the Roman Catholic Western lung, but to have the Eastern lung uh, from Orthodoxy, Byzantine, and those those first two that you mentioned, uh, the way of the pilgrim, I've I've read that several different times because it's always inspired me to uh, pray with my breath and to pray the Jesus prayer at different times as I'm walking or whenever. Uh, it, it I've always found it inspiring and a great reminder of how to do that. And I did read Father Arseni some years ago. But um, there's an example of, again, a great Christian witness who survived the Soviet gulag. And uh, so I'm grateful for those two suggestions. And for the third, uh, I've heard of St. Siloam the Athenite. I I believe that means he was a monk on uh, Mount Athos. Um, Correct. But I'm I'm not familiar with that particular work, so um, I'm grateful for those suggestions coming from the eastern lung of the church. Yeah, Father Paul, thank Absolutely. you so much for the call. Yeah. So uh, if I gave you if I gave you leave to to suggest one more from your list of thirty, Father Paul, <laughs> can you think of one more that you would put up there? I, I can. Yeah, it, it can be a little tough to find, but there is a book called Wounded by Love by Saint Porphyrios. P-O-R-P-H-Y-R-I-O-S, I think. Yeah, P-O-R-P-H-Y-R-I-O-S. St. Potiphidius, Wounded by Love. If you can find this, uh, he reposed in 1991, so he's a very recent saint. And uh, that is a book that I will say is deceptively simple. Uh, every page is just mm-hmm. filled with the love of Christ. And, uh, uh, and ab- again, a very life-changing book. Wow. Mm. I'm going to look that up. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> That's very good, Father Paul. Thank you so much for uh, for that. Um, our producer Nick says he found it on Amazon. So uh, you know what? Um, we'll we'll try to post that if it's limited in supplies. Well, first come, first serve. You know, you get over there and and get it quick. And uh, yes, yeah, add it to your reading list. Thank you so much, Father Paul, for all the great suggestions. Again, as Father said, from the other lung of the church. Yeah, the eastern lung of the church. Let's go now to Brandon calling in from St. Charles, Illinois. Brandon, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling in. Hi. Um, I have two recommendations. One is by someone who is not a Catholic, but but she, um, she wrote a book called The Gospel Comes with a House Key. Her name is Rosaria Butterfield. She was a part of the LGBTQ community and converted through... Um, so she encountered the love of Christ from others and hospitality from others. And so she married a, um, a minister, and this book is all about Christian hospitality, and it's very powerful, and the power that we have as Christians and how we treat other people. And then the second one is by Walter, Father Walter Sizik. He leadeth me. 
he was also a priest that was a prisoner in the Russian um, prison mm. camps as well. And each chapter is a meditation on his encounters there and how Christ spoke to his life through mm. that experience. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Brandon. And uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with that first one. The gospel comes with a house key, but uh, uh, he leadeth me is is certainly you know Father Chiswick wrote two books. One uh, was called uh, With God in Russia, and then he wrote He Leadeth Me, and he said that He Leadeth Me was the the book that he meant to write when he wrote with With God in Russia. With God in Russia is good. It basically tells. Uh, the story of his experience, but he leadeth me not only tells about his experience, but it it's his reflection on what he learned because he was sort of an overachiever who thought he could handle anything. And the Lord basically brought him to his knees and humbled him through his experience and uh, basically taught him to depend on God rather than on himself. So uh, great suggestion, once again, with He Leadeth Me, Father Walter Chiswick. Thank you, Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. appreciate your phone call. Thanks for calling in. Let's go now to Maddie calling in from your neck of the woods here, Father, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Maddie, welcome to the program. Thank you. I just wanted to recommend um, a novel by Graham Greene, The Heart of the Matter. He was a Catholic um, author, and his that book was just a great example of truly receiving Jesus reverently in the Eucharist um, after what the main character had been going through. It was a very moving um, novel. Mm. Well, you know, Maddie, I just wrote that down because I, I'm familiar with Graham Greene. I, I read uh, a novel of his called The Power and the Glory of, about a priest in Mexico during the, the time of persecution. But I, I was not, I'm not familiar with the heart of the matter, so I'm putting that on my list of uh, uh, a novel to get when I'm, I'm looking for, uh, for some good uh, uh, Catholic fiction. So thank you for those suggestions, Maddie. Oh, yeah, Maddie, thank you for that. Love Graham Greene. I'm glad you called in with the suggestion. There's lots of good things to read by him, mm-hmm. so wonderful things to to be shared there. Talking about spiritual reading for 2024, what's making your list? And uh, we've we've amassed quite a good list here, Father. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest and say that if I read every work on the list, this would probably take me to about 2034. <laughs> Five or so, you know, something like that to get through everything yes. that we've mentioned. Um, okay, so controversial question for you here, Father, in our in our closing minutes of the program. Uh, what what's your take on listening to books on Audible books? I mean, are, is that a way of really growing in our spiritual life when we're talking about spiritual reading as well, or is it better to is it better to have it in your hand and read it through yourself? Mm-hmm. Good question. Um, and uh, I don't, uh, for me, that is not as controversial as it might be for other people. Um, because um, when I travel and drive to different places, I, I do listen to books on, on tape. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to admit, I, I found it very difficult to listen to G.K. Chesterton's uh, <laughs> Everlasting Man, I think it was called. It, it, was, it was a little too dense for me to be listening to. However, I really enjoyed listening to the uh, double biography, uh, Peter Seawald's biographies of uh, Pope Benedict. 
um, I found it just fascinating to learn about Pope Benedict's growing up and then um, how he was present at the Second Vatican Council. Um, so I, I would say, um, especially for our listeners who may find it hard, maybe their eyes are not as good, um, to use books that are on tape, to listen to them. I, I would uh, say whatever it takes to feed our spiritual lives and nourish us with good spiritual reading, um, certainly listening can be part of that. Mm-hmm. Well, Father, I got to say, I am so glad that you said what you said, because uh, it has it has just connected us in by another strand there, too, because I do listen to books on books, uh, well, audible books when I'm when I'm driving at places and things mm-hmm. like that. And I did try. I waded into uh, Orthodoxy by G.K. Chesterton, um, which I've I've read, you know, physically before, but I just wanted to revisit it. It has been some years now. And I got to say, Chesterton and Audible just does not work for me because he's so rich with his language that, you you know, one sentence gets out and you just want to say, wait a minute, I need to unpack this sentence. Yeah, just didn't work for me either. So I can fully appreciate what you were saying there. Now, on the other hand, I if I can give one uh, shout out too, uh, based on what, what we just heard, too, of the recommendation of Graham Greene. Um, I have listened to multiple Graham Greene um, stories and books on on audible uh, audible books versions of them, and they have been superbly done. Um, there's some really well done uh, audio, audible recordings of of some of Graham Greene's Graham Greene works. And as long as we're talking about Catholic fiction here, too, then um, I mean. My, any other suggestions that come to mind for for you, Father, in terms of in terms of Catholic fiction that you might want to recommend? Um, well, I I had mentioned Michael O'Brien uh, yeah. and also um, uh, Frederick Beekner, uh, C.S. Lewis. I, you know, an author it it, it it it's not so much fiction, but uh, in some ways it is because he does um, imagine. Uh, Billy Graham talking with uh, I forget who the the Catholic author was, but Peter Kreeft, Kreeft, oh, yeah. uh, yep. K R E E F T is one of my favorite authors, and yep. uh, he does some very imaginative dialogues, much like Plato's dialogue of philosophers talking. But um, so he had uh, uh, Billy Graham, and uh, and then a, a a noted oh I think it may have been Thomas Aquinas but anyway they were talking about the Eucharist and mm. so it was a fictionalized conversation yeah very good Father this has been fascinating and I would love to continue the conversation but we reached the end of the hour which means that we would like your blessing if you would please I'm very happy. Heavenly Father, as we begin this new calendar year, we ask your blessing upon all of us, our families, our friends, upon Relevant Radio, our great faith-sharing group that we have here on The Inner Life. Bless us in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yep, go back to relevantradio.com slash innerlife and revisit this or any of your favorite shows there. Tomorrow on the program, spiritual resolutions, more spiritual resolutions, maybe wider than just spiritual reading for the new year with Father Dave Heaney. Hope you can join us. Until then, grace and peace.